Running a homestead presents its own set of challenges, but doing it on a small parcel of land in a Southern California desert with no past experience is certain to produce its share of entertaining stories and hard lessons. While most people are seeking convenience in our world, we choose the opposite. At Cozy Hills Homestead, we believe that small choices inspire big change. We choose to live our life against the grain. The question is why? Why do we choose to give up all the convenience of urban living? Why did we choose the homesteading lifestyle? What keeps us motivated to continue this lifestyle? As we start the new year off, it's understood that we're supposed to take a step back and reevaluate the past year and decide what changes we need to make to have a better year. Some people say they'll exercise more. Others say they're going to spend more time with their family and even more say they're going to eat healthier foods. We are here to make another suggestion. How about you begin doing all three at once? Yeah, we're talking about homesteading. If you have thought to yourself that you may want to get into the lifestyle of homesteading, we truly hope to convince you that it is time to start. So when we decided to buy a house, it just naturally became that time. And one of the things we looked for was just a bit of land. I mean, we wanted enough land to be able to have, our kids can say that they have a big yard. Um, and then maybe get a horse because I, I really enjoyed having horses growing up and I wanted that for my children as well. We really didn't have anything homesteading in mind. We didn't look at zoning or anything along that lines. We just didn't consider that at all. We didn't think about having the facilities, didn't think about the potential to have facilities, it wasn't on our mind at all. But we bought this house um, with a little bit of land and we did what we thought was best. Let's get chickens. Like that seems like the first thing, you know, we should do. Like it just, let's get some fresh eggs and we have room for them. So let's just get some chicken. So we got four chickens. We went and found somebody online they were older chickens. We didn't want to necessarily start out with chicks. So we got the chickens and we brought them home. But we really didn't know what to do. We didn't know a whole lot about them. So that forced us to research. And as we learned about chickens, we learned that we wanted a more self-sustainable lifestyle. And then that's what kind of blossomed into us wanting to be homesteaders. We set a five-year goal to which seemed crazy at this point. Like, all we had was chickens, but hey, we really wanted to start living a more sustainable life and, and be self-sufficient. So we set a five-year goal to have 60% of our food come from our land. So then that led into a garden, and that pretty much led into the beginning of our homesteading. And so we started thinking of topics for the podcast, and now that we're in the new year, we thought, let's talk about the top eight reasons why we wanted to start our homestead. Number one in our top eight reasons is sustainability. Most have heard this concept, and I would argue that it is the most important reason to commit to the homesteading lifestyle. We all know that the population in the U.S., is growing leaps and bounds. We also can all agree that food intake will rise with the growing number of mouths that are needing to feed. 
Already approximately 788 million acres, which is 41% of the land in the US is pasture land used for grazing livestock. And 349 million acres, which is 15%, is used for crops. In comparison, only 66 million acres, 2.8% of the land is considered developed and urbanized. The remaining land consists of mostly forests, which houses wildlife. The threat to natural forest land is not urbanization, it's the commercial farming. The numbers we just discussed are from 2016, when the population was approximately 323 million in the US. In 2019, that number went up to 329 million. More mouths to feed, right? There are people continuously arguing about the negative effects of commercial agriculture. Although I'm not necessarily on either side of the argument for or against commercial agriculture as it pertains to the overall quality of life in America, I do believe it would be naive of me to ignore the fact that we do not know what types of negative effects this will have on our land. We also are not sure how long commercial agriculture can sustain itself. There are several factors that have a direct impact on the success of these farms. The major factor I'd like to discuss is government influence. These days, the U.S. government invests $20 billion in subsidies to its vegetable and fruit farms, which is 39% of the farms in the U.S. of that nature. However, the U.S. sends nearly $40 billion, which is twice as much, to, the, to its meat and dairy producers. If the government can no longer subsidize these farms and ranches, the amount of food able to be produced significantly decreases, which will cause a major supply and demand issue that we don't really want to deal with. Who is going to feel this the most? People who are not prepared for this. Do not be one of these people. Yeah, those are great numbers. They're a little bit boring, but they definitely do show us a possibility of a, of a big problem. The number two reason in our top eight reasons why we homestead is independence. This takes sustainability a little step further. I want to remind you that homesteading is all about independence. It's the ability to do what you want when you want. You'll have the freedom to pursue your interest. Yes, unfortunately, we're going to talk about the government a little bit more. We live in Los Angeles County. This is one of the most intrusive counties in the country. They will attempt to get money from you in ways that do not make any sense. For example, they tried to pass a tax on food you grew yourself. So if you planted it and you grew it, they tried to tax you on it. They tried to pass a law to tax rainwater collected, even make it illegal, which is crazy. They also are considering taxing the water we pump out of our ground with our well. Doesn't make any sense. They already charge a fee if you're on city water and you exceed certain usage percentages. They charge us now because our house has a septic tank and is not hooked up to the sewer. We're not just talking about independence in the foods we eat, but also the utilities we use. Currently, we get our water from a well. We have a propane tank that we get filled when we need it. We heat our house with a wood-burning stove, and we have a septic tank. The only utility we have yet to tackle is the power, though we have, do have plans to go solar for independence purposes in the future. Think about these things. Who wants to live their life fully reliant on someone else to provide the quality of life they've grown to love? One other little point with this is that you know, if something were to happen, if we were to have a natural disaster, and this kind of branches off of sustainability as well as independence, is that if there were to be a natural disaster or, or you know, a war or something like that, we're protecting our family and we're protecting our, ourselves in a way that we kind of already have everything here. Number three on our top eight reasons why we homestead 
is value. What am I talking about? Money? Well, yes. But before we talk about money, let's talk about another kind of value, intrinsic value. This is the value that can be described as built-in value. What do I mean by this? There's something truly special about working with plants and animals. The moments of pure tranquility coupled with the sense of purpose you feel when tending to their needs provides a, a value that goes beyond money. One thing I love about this lifestyle is where it keeps me mentally. Nobody can argue their purpose in life when there are living beings needing you to thrive. What he kind of means by that is the, basically the joy we get in being around our animals and just watching them. We love to sit out on our porch swing at, in the evening time and watch everybody just play and pick at their food with the barn cats running around chasing each other and the horse, you know, rolling around and, and the way the chickens just chase each other. We just, as a family, love to go out and just stand there with all of our animals and just watch them. The pure, the purity of the joy that it gives us, it really is just the innocence of being with the animals where our, our three-year-old loves to go out and just sit on the pipe corral and pet her horse, just watch her and just be with her and she's content to do that. And that's that's really what, what I love about it. I like seeing the smiles on their faces when the animals do something dumb, they trip and fall or something, that's pretty funny. Watching the dog pretend like she's all that and the sheep staring her down is, is also pretty funny. Yeah, the, kind of the dynamic we have between all of our animals. They, they all enjoy each other as well, but they kind of all just coexist and we coexist with them and everybody just has fun. And it's we have so many funny moments, you know, falling in poop, stepping in poop. and There's a lot of poop moments. <laughs> we have a lot of poop. <laughs> There's a lot of poop around here. <laughs> um, There's more just... than poop here. <laughs> There's more than poop. Now we can talk money. There are two types of money to talk about. The first is income made by selling products. As a homesteader, there are tons of opportunities to make money by selling products to your neighbors, friends, and families. We already have people lined up to purchase meat from us, from both pigs and lambs. We already have sold tons of eggs to people that can't wait to get more. Interestingly enough, we've made money before by selling rabbit poop. Seriously, gardeners love it. This is the beauty of homesteading. The list of products that you can produce is vast. The second type of money that is associated with homesteading is savings. This is the best kind because it's money that never left your pocket. This is money that you can use to invest back into your homestead. The price to raise your own animal for meat and dairy and grow your own produce is significantly cheaper than buying it from the store. Not only are you spending less, you are getting a better product too. The number four reason out of our top eight reasons we homestead is preserving timeless skills. How many people today know how to milk a cow? How many people know how and when to plant crops? How many people, especially in Los Angeles, have the desire to learn these skills or better yet, would consider going to a farm to do anything except a photo op? I don't think we can trust the future generations to handle our food needs without making certain at least our children have the knowledge and experience to take care of their families. Information that is not passed down is forgotten, and I honestly believe, according to how the world is today, that we are going to lose both the desire to work with our hands and the knowledge of how to do it. Right now, if you do not know how to do something, you can go online and search for the answers. But what happens if the internet goes down? 
What we're left with is what we have already learned and information we can get from books. Buy books, start learning these skills, and start teaching the next generation these skills so they are not forgotten. The people we can trust the most are our families and ourselves. The number five reason in our top eight reasons why we homestead is our children's upbringing. The fact is I want my kids to be brought up in this lifestyle and not only to preserve these skills. How about the lessons that they're gonna learn from it? They're learning how to be responsible, how to have a good work ethic. They're gonna continually grow in understanding the level of commitment necessary to live this lifestyle. It doesn't matter how you feel you have to take care of your responsibilities. You have to get up off the chair and get the work done first before you reward yourself with rest, leisure, relaxation. How much value is associated with doing this with your children? Let's say they don't choose this lifestyle for their families when they're grown, but they will still have the character traits that were instilled in them from a young age. They will go to work, work hard, earn their paycheck, and go home to and provide for their families. These are life-changing skills that, that's going to affect them the rest of their existence and hopefully motivate them to teach their children the same work ethic and level of responsibility. We believe that this is the best way to teach our kids how to play outside, work with their hands, be responsible, and have healthy routines that they can stick to. We try to involve our children in all of our tasks throughout the homestead. They start out with little chores here and there, and then they've definitely grown to kind of doing bigger things and things that they necessarily don't like to do, but they've learned to like it because it's just it's just part of the responsibilities. My son just the other day had to go out and muck the horse poop, and at first, you know, he wanted to do it. It seemed like fun, and then once he started, it just, he's like, oh wait, wow, this is actually a lot of work. But, you know, now they've, they've built up kind of a responsibility where they'll go and they'll, they'll feed an animal or they'll go collect eggs without us having to ask and they now automatically know, oh, this needs to be done. I need to get it done. I need to do it because nobody else is going to do it. That's my job. Obviously, mom and dad will come behind them and do it if they don't do it, but they, they feel a sense of responsibility with the homestead. They each have their animals that they take care of and they help with little tasks and they're just definitely learning responsibility in that manner. And it, it's, it's fun to see. It's fun to see them go in and go collect the egg and maybe get pooped on on their head or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see their kid get pooped on? <laughs> our number six reason and our top eight reasons why we homestead is community enrichment. Let's face it, homesteading should not just be about you. Although it can be just about you, it really shouldn't be just about you. Homesteading and small-scale farming is about everybody coming together as a community and providing each other the products that everyone needs. It's bringing back the neighborly way of classic America. It's saying, hey, I have a carton of eggs. I'd love to provide you farm-fresh eggs on a frequent basis. For instance, it's very hard to find sheep milk in Southern California grocery stores. Even if you go to the health food stores, it's extremely hard to find. Let's say you have a neighbor that can't drink cow milk because they're lactose intolerant, where sheep milk they're able to drink, but they can't find it anywhere. It would be awesome to be able to provide that for them from your homestead. It would be an honor to impact the community by being able to provide products that they otherwise wouldn't be able to get their hands on. That's what's exciting to me. 
But it isn't just providing products, it's providing education as well. If you have a mature homestead, there would be a huge service to your community. Invite those people over to your homestead who want to learn how to do it and teach them the skills necessary to achieve their goal. The benefits passing on that knowledge to other people so that one day you may be able to benefit from a product that they're providing to you. That is community enrichment. Number seven reason in our top eight reasons why we homestead is quality, health, and customization. What do we mean by quality, health, and customization? This is solely about the product that you're putting on your table. This is the fruit of your labor, no pun intended. We are claiming that you have full control over how you want that product to look and taste. If you want to eat grass-fed lamb, raise the lamb that way. If you want a fattier pig, then feed it that way. If you want 100% organic, non-GMO produce, then grow it yourself that way. Even if you buy organic, it doesn't guarantee that it's gonna be 100% pure. If you want a certain type of tomato, then plant that kind. If you care about costs more and not much else, then buy cheap feed and fertilizer and use pesticides and insecticides and make your life a lot easier. You have the capability to control what goes on your table. I still wonder sometimes if the packaging that says all natural, no antibiotics, no hormones, blah, 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 is actually telling the whole story. The way that I know my food's pure is I raise it and grow it myself. And this is another extremely popular reason to begin growing your own food. People are starting to lose trust in their food sources and there's some data to back their decision making. Frankly, I don't want to get mixed up in all that so I prefer doing things the old fashioned way by myself. Well, by ourselves. We do it together. Well, that's what I said. By ourselves. Said by myself. And last, but not least, the number eight reason in our top eight reasons why we homestead. The final reason we homestead and a great motivator to continue homesteading is kind of the idea behind the title of this podcast, Against the Grain. It's to be rebellious. Kind of sounds silly. How do you be rebellious as a homesteader? Here it is. Most people, especially where we are, are living in cities. Most people want the urban lifestyle. Most people look at you funny if you do not live that lifestyle. How about you be a homesteader just because nobody else is? If you need any other reason as you're considering this lifestyle, just remember that. The conversations that I have with people when they realize that I live a completely different lifestyle than they do are funny. Just the other day, I showed up to work and I walked in my office and I sat down and I was sitting there for a little bit and I got up and left and I was like, who in the heck tracked in all of this horse crap? It was like, I'm telling you, it was like a barn stall in my office. There was horse poop. <laughs> I'm looking around like, these the cleaning crew did not clean this at all. Come to find out, I forgot that I had fed the horse, obviously like I do every single morning. I must have stepped in it or maybe it was sheep poop. I don't, honestly, I don't even know what it was. But the rest of the day, and still to this day, a few days later, my office uh, kind of smells like a, a barn. Poop. Again, there's a lot of poop. I'm telling you, I just got brand new carpet put in there too. They're not going to be happy about that. <laughs> Sometimes, it's a little weird talking to them because they look at me funny. Sometimes they're very interested in talking about the details of what we do. And sometimes they're disgusted at the fact that I would be able to do some of the things that a homesteader has to do to get the job done. 
I like these conversations because I'm able to explain the truth about it. I explained that I was able to raise the animal in a healthy and nurturing way. I got to slaughter that animal in the most humane way possible. That animal got to fulfill its purpose by feeding my family. Conversely, the commercialized process is lacking in quality of life and humane treatment of these animals. This is what should disgust them, honestly. Some people say you don't want to see how the sausage is made, and this is true for a lot of people, but that's okay, there's room for everybody. But if those people saw where their food was really coming from, they might be inclined to be more responsive to the lifestyle that a homesteader lives. Some people, like especially at where I work, they're really surprised that I live this lifestyle. They think that I am some high-rise city folk person. So when I start talking about some of these things, they're like, what? I, I never would have pictured you doing that. Cause I clean up real nice. Um, so I had a conversation with my boss. I said, hey, by the way, um, if I uh, have to leave work real fast because my lamb, my, my lambs, if I have to leave for work real fast because my sheep are giving birth, I just wanted to let you know. He's like, what are you talking about? Like my sheep are pregnant and they might give birth any day. I might need to leave. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I had no idea that you had sheep at home. You thought I was kidding. But just the kind of funny conversations that I get to have with people because they don't really think that I do that. Because what, statistically, who does this? Especially in LA County. Thanks so much for listening to our top eight reasons why we homestead. I hope you learned a lot. And I hope it helped you make a decision whether you do this yourself or you maybe support people that do or maybe you're just listening for information. We love all of you here. We're really excited about what the future holds for us. And we're really excited that you guys have made the decision to uh, kind of enjoy this journey with us and uh, keep listening in. We're excited for the future episodes. We can't wait to put them out.